Hello and welcome to this edition of the Kill Germ Podcast. Once again, we are recording remotely due to the ongoing COVID-19 situation and joining me this time is Toby Bateson. Now, Toby is the inventor of RatMat, which is a product that came into the market for rodent control just a short while ago. For those of you unaware of the product, it's, as the name suggests, a mat, and it offers a long-term solution to rodent problems. It does this by using the same principles as an electric fence, which is to use a low-energy electric pulse that's effective in repelling small animals. It can be used indoors or outdoors to protect anything from bicycles to combine harvesters and everything in between. It can also be used as a barrier to a garage or a warehouse or just anywhere that you don't want rodents getting to. So, thank you for joining me today, Toby. Let's go right back to the start then. What first gave you the idea for RatMap? Was it just an idea or was it born from necessity? Yes, it was about eight years ago now. My father-in-law came to me and said that his car had been damaged by rats. It was quite an expensive car and it ended up costing him about $8,000 to be uh, rewired because the whole thing needed to be rewired. The engine management system, everything had been damaged. So he came to me and said, Toby, I need you to invent something to stop this happening because he'd been to local pest controllers and his garage was um, next to a river and they said that, to be honest, the rats are going to keep coming. So they could keep killing them, but they didn't think it would solve the problem. So I thought, what do we need to do? So I thought about it and came up with the idea of electrifying the floor. So I thought that if the floor was electrified like an electric fence, the rats wouldn't be able to walk across it to get to the car to damage it. So that was where the idea came from. But it took quite a few years to actually narrow that down to the best way of doing it, which is the tile that we've come up with. And then, of course, the development and the testing, all of these things took a number of years longer. Yeah. So that, yeah, it was sort of, like say, your father-in-law came to you and you sort of built the idea from there and developed it around from from an, an initial idea that you had to something that was practical and you could actually put out there. Yeah, so to start with, I, I was surprised that nobody else had done it because having had an idea like that, so it's always surprising that no one else has thought of it before. Mm. And initially we were thinking it was going to be ideally targeted at the car market, not realising it would be so useful for um, commerce and industry as well. And we find it increasingly one of the main ways of using it is across thresholds into warehouses and storerooms um, in supermarkets because obviously the doors are left open a lot of the time with forklifts going in and out and uh, rodents are just making their way in and out as they please, but with this across it, they're just they're not going in and out at all. So, what what would you say the benefit of rat mat is against regular control methods? So, there's a few benefits to it. Um, the main one is that so far we've found it's been essentially 100% effective. We've not had anybody tell us that anything has got past it. No. Um, obviously, I can never say never, but everybody so far has said that, that the rats and the mice simply won't go past it. So. It creates, it's like drawing a line in the sand saying you can't go past this. They won't go past it, but it's not a barrier to humans because we can drive over it, walk over it with shoes on. So it creates a really effective pest control method. It also lasts for years as well. So rather than being consumable or disposable, once you set it up, it will last for at least 10 years, probably a lot longer than that. It doesn't need to be replenished or reset like a trap um, it can be, it's low maintenance, so it might need um, sweeping or washing occasionally, but it's just like flooring, so it lasts for a long time. So it's in, environmentally, it's got some, it's got much better credentials because it lasts for so long. It's also humane as well because the shock is um, is a lot less than the shock from a 
electric fence in a farmer's field so it's it only deters them it doesn't kill them and it doesn't cause any significant suffering because it's such a brief shock so it's not like some of the poisons which can cause um which can cause the animal to suffer before it dies and then of course we're not in, we don't have the poisons entering the food chain so the other thing is that there is obviously certain areas where poisons can't be used um, and this isn't restricted in that way. So in food preparation areas and uh, places where human food is manufactured, so the whole um, human food um, logistics chain is ideal for that because there's no risk of any contamination. Uh, so does the fact that it uses electricity mean that it can't be used outside? No, so it's uh, fully tested to be used outside and it's been used outside for some time. So the... When people are wondering about things like this, I always the easiest thing to think of is that it's just a different form of electric fence. So electric fences are only used outside. I've never seen one used inside. Mm. So um, they do get electric fences get rained on. Um, there's trees and things, and grass grows up against them, but they're still very effective. So the two the two components to the system one is the box, which is um, um, rated to be um, highly water resistant so it's shower proof so you can leave it out in the rain and it continues to work and the flooring itself is just made out of PVC and stainless steel so it doesn't degrade in the rain if it gets wet it continues to work so even if it's standing in a puddle it still works it's, was, when we were testing we were quite surprised at how effective it still was whilst it had water standing on it and you don't get a shock if you touch the water that it's in because it preferentially dumps the charge through the tile and down into earth so it's safe in wet conditions so how much rat match should you use for it to actually be effective so one of the ideal situations about the rat mat is that it can be used um to be reconfigured in any for any situation so the idea of coming out with a tile is that it can be the, the layout and the area can be changed according to what you need it for. So you can use any number of tiles depending on what area you need to cover. So if you have a narrow doorway, you may only need five or six tiles to span it, and that could be enough to be effective. Mm. Um, otherwise, you can use a perimeter. If you've got something specific like a car, you can put a perimeter around it. Or if you've got a large complex area, you can cover the entire area if you need to. So the idea of it being a tile means that we can supply one type of unit and people can then configure it to what they want. So rather than people having to buy different sizes or styles or um, pieces that connect in different ways, it means that people can configure it to what they need. The other thing is that if we, you do start with a small area and you start with a minimal cover, just a, maybe along one edge of a garage or something like that, and, with, and then you're finding that the rats or mice are coming in from other places you weren't expected, then the whole system can be extended as well. So it's because it's modular, you can always add to it and extend it later on if you need to. So it's very flexible in the in the sense of how you use it, then it is sort of, you, you can tailor it to the job at hand. Yeah, so you can, they fit together like jigsaw pieces, so you can configure and reconfigure it as you need to so having deployed it in one area if you want to then use it somewhere else you can take it up and put it somewhere else and they fit together like a jigsaw so it literally takes a few minutes to lay them and you just push them together and when you connect them together physically they connect electrically at the same time so they've got contacts like battery contacts on the sides so that they could, you don't have to go along and then wire them together or anything like that you just push them together and they connect themselves electrically in any direction 
we've also made it so that they um, there are extra connections. In the simplest way to put it, there's extra connections there. So if you happen to remove a tile or a tile was damaged or um, you went in a, a zigzag shape or something like that, it's still going to connect. So you can, you can actually remove strips from it and it will still work. We wanted it to be so that however it was, whatever happened with the situation, we wanted it to still work so it was as long-lasting resilient as possible. So you've already touched on areas that, that it can be used, like you said, on the cars and um, in warehouse doors, but where would you say it is the most suitable or is it just sort of anything? <laughs> so we would recommend it for protecting things that you would have... Um, you've got a zero tolerance policy on rodents getting into it. So if you've got somebody with uh, an expensive sports car, so we've seen it being used for Teslas recently. So people, you clearly don't want a rat in your Tesla, mm. uh, food factories and those sorts of places, supermarkets, people do not, you don't want a single rat or mouse in there. That's where it's ideal because it's so effective. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's, it'd be easy to sort of sit there and say, oh, I don't need it, the rats won't get to it. But, you know, if the rats do get to it, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So does does it need to be screwed down? So you don't have to screw it down. We recommended that, we recommended it screwed down. Uh, it's Because it's PVC, it's non-slip anyway. So if you put it on a rough surface and you drive over it, it, it might move a little bit, but certainly over time it's going to move along. So... In doorways and thresholds where there's a lot of foot, footfall and traffic, it definitely needs to be screwed down. If you were using it in, um, if it was a private garage, for instance, and you were only driving on and off occasion, and it was where you stored a car, you might get away without screwing it down. So what are the parts that make up the wrap mat installation? So what you need in order to set it up are the tiles, which are 30 centimetres square tiles, and edges which aren't essential but um, are useful to create a ramp around the edge so they're only a centimetre deep but um, if you put up, um, the edges on then it creates a gentle incline onto it which is useful if you're driving on and off a lot and um, if you're walking over it a lot um, and it makes it look neater and tidier and then there are corners as well so the corners are rounded that fit on and then the energizer is um, a, a dedicated bespoke energizer, which is similar to an electric fence energizer, but we've modified it for the wrap mat to make it um, a lot. There's a lot less power coming out of it, so it's um, it's a it's a, a nicer shock if there's such a thing. So that comes with uh, connecting wires to um, connected to the wrap mat, so you can connect it essentially anywhere on the surface. So you can position the energizer anywhere around the edge and then connect it to any of the tiles and then it comes with um, uh, uh, an adapter that you plug in so it just runs off mains voltage that you plug into the wall. So you've already said that this is safe for humans and it just deters the rodents but is it is it safe for pets as well? Yes it's absolutely safe so it's um, electric fences in farmers' fields for big animals have, have about 40 times as much energy and um, they're, in, you know, they're considered to be safe. People touch them by accident all the time. Most people remember either touch them by accident or have seen somebody touch them and they're fine. Mm. They're used to control small animals. So um, the, 
uses similar to um, one that's used for birds, for repelling birds, so it's actually designed for small animals. Um, surprisingly, the amount of energy that's required to kill a rat is significantly more than to kill a human. So um, I've heard of, I've come across um, dogs walking on our system by accident. They tend to only do it once, um, but they weren't harmed. Is it fragile? If, it, if it's been used in all these places, like I'm thinking in particular in, in the warehouse doors, is there danger of it being damaged easily? So at the moment, we've got one set up in a warehouse where there's very heavy uh, forklift traffic in and out constantly. So a conservative estimate is that it's been driven over um, well over 150,000 times by a forklift and it's showing no signs of wear at all. So how close does the rodent actually have to be for it to, to actually be repelled? <laughs> That's a good question. So um, what we found, when we were designing this and developing it, what we thought would happen was that they would walk up to it, they would stand on it, they would get a shock and they would leave and they probably wouldn't stand on it again. What seems to happen is that they walk around it when it's on. And then when it's off, they walk across it. So we've come to the conclusion they can sense when it's on. And it doesn't, it's not heating up. There's no current flowing through it. So the only thing they must be detecting is an electric field around it. There's not even a magnetic field because the current's not flowing, I believe. So I've been led to believe. So there is an electric field that's, that's around it, which they seem to be able to detect. And I think that's why they don't go near it. And also why they don't seem to jump over it, because I, I get the impression they can't see how far this field extends. So people often say, why don't they just jump over it? But again, we've not seen that happen at all yet. So when it's on, they seem to go, they seem to give it a, um, at least probably a six or eight inch berth as they go around it. So they do do well clear of it. That's great, Toby. Um, yeah, thank you. I, th- I think it's really important to keep people updated with what's going on in the industry, whether that be innovation in products or regulations or, or anything like that. And yeah, you've just done that. So yeah, thank you for joining me today. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Now, the basis prompt code that you will need to claim CPD points for this episode of the Kill Germ podcast is RM-TB-0920. That's RM-TB-0920. For full instructions on how to claim your CPD points for both basis prompt and the BPCA, head back to either episode one or two of the Kill Germ podcast where I explain in full. Thank you for joining me and we'll see you next time. 